from the abyss aka podcasting from a spare bedroom in exurban atlanta welcome to the godless heathens podcast everybody thanks for listening i'm don i'm jeff and i'm jerry this is an atheist podcast that will challenge your assumptions and ours too three guys one mic and plenty of opinions definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir but to critique ridicule and poke fun at anyone especially ourselves so join us as we examine the crossroads of politics and religion from the secular perspective. And remember, don't believe everything you hear on this podcast, or anywhere else for that matter, until you've independently verified it for yourself. In other words, Google, Google that, that shit. shit. So Jerry, what you drinking this week? I'm in penance <laughs> for last week. <laughs> so I'm drinking puka mint Matcha green, an organic spearmint splash into green's goodness. You sure that's not puka? You know what? I can't. I can't really call Jeff a hippie when I come to yeah. When I come to the podcast with an organic spearmint splash into green's goodness. Do you just set shit on a wall and blindfold yourself and throw a dart at it before you come over and go? Oh, looks like it's puka tonight. So I opened up the I opened up the tea cabinet today to get ready for the podcast. What kind of tea am I gonna have today? It's a puka party. And boxes just started cascading out. <laughs> so I have uh, I have a tea problem. And you have a whole cabinet. I have – well, if I had a whole cabinet, they all wouldn't have, like, fell out of it. You need a bigger tea cabinet. I do. Actually, what I need to do is stop buying tea. Like, it's like <laughs> – so I'm on, I'm, on the, I'm on the beer. Can't buy – can't really buy any beer. There are rare exceptions. Can't buy any beer because i got to get the inventory out of the fridge. Sounds like time for a party. Right. It, well, right. I'm, get, I'm getting down to like It's time just, to rotate the inventory. I, it's time to go through it. Yeah. Like no more saving. But, Jeff, you'll be happy that most of what's left are really dark bombers Ooh, well, that I can, really can't drink by myself. All right. We can, we can do that. I'm going to have to do that with tea, too. I'm going to have to go through the tea before I buy another box of anything. <laughs> all right. I'm going to stop now. Talking mm-hmm. about there my is tea. teaholics, isn't there? I think there it's, is. It's, I, it's I'm a Jerry, and program. My name is Jerry, and I got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm drinking uh, last place stout, imperial stout from Blue Tarp Indicator. It's very dank and dark. Not quite as strong as tequila. I thought you hated them. You Blue said tarp, you you said they you hated redeemed them. themselves after the last time we went there. You were oh, there. so redemption is possible in your world. It is absolutely. It's a religious concept. Yeah. But, you know, just saying. And how did one go about redeeming themselves in in the beer world? Well, when we first went there, it was shortly after they first opened, and they only had like four beers. And it's, your standard, you know, a couple of IPAs, mm-hmm. a lager, Oops. and I can't remember what the other one was, like a brown. They didn't have any porters. They didn't have any stouts. So on He's my list, grader, no porters, it. no stouts. Yeah, it right. could have been the right. middle of July. How, too, did you, how did you possibly ever... Get yourself willed up to go back to a to place back. that would not have porters and stouts. Well, because when we were we went down to Wild Heaven Brewery, which is in Decatur, and then let's see what was the other one right around the corner there. There's there's three of them down. Oh, um, three taverns. And so we thought, what the heck? 
There's blue tarp right around the corner. Right. Let's hit that up and see if anything's changed. Which, by the way, anytime you hit three one breweries, or two breweries in a day, the, hey, yeah. why don't we go there too? <laughs> yeah. Not always the best idea. Sounds like a great idea. There's a time. distillery right down the oh, right down the, and the way. It's smart. We did not go there for the nightcap. That could have been a could have been Ubering and leaving our yeah, cars. We down redeemed there. ourselves. Yes. Well, this episode brought to you by Blue Tarp of Decatur, Georgia. <laughs> I went back to wine because I don't even want to look at a bottle of tequila uh, for a while. Menage a Trois, California red wine. It's just a just a red blend, uh, 2014. A little freaked out that he decided <laughs> to bring a Menage a Trois bottle yeah, to a yeah. podcast with three dudes. Is yeah. that door What are you, trying to, Jerry, what check are you the door. trying to tell us, Don? Tell and you, it won't be a secret. At the movies yeah. tonight. She's going to be gone for a while. <laughs> oh, Quick. Round the table. We're not going down this rabbit oh, hole. We are yeah. not going down. I'm saying it right now. We're not going down this rabbit hole. You're but just, there. but just to say where we stand. The big controversy. The big controversy that's eating the internet alive. Laurel or Yanni? Yanni or Laurel? No, it's neither. It's Yami. Oh, Yami. so you're starting a new camp. Yeah, I can't. I can't hear Rebel. the ends in there. Yeah. yeah, there's no question. It's Laurel. It's Laurel. It's absolutely Laurel. So I'm wrong. Is that what you're saying? Basically, it's two to one. So you I mean what's right. that? What's that in for? Now, according to the Twitter polls, 47% of the people said Yanni. So 53% percent Did you just quote a Twitter poll? I did. It's got to be legit, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> so Laurel won the popular vote. But, Not by much, though. But Yanni Not won the Electoral much. College. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> so Yanni is president, is what we're saying. All right. Moving on. Another quick little story. We had some free press last week little background, and this is on our private, closed Facebook discussion group. I was in middle Georgia last week, and I saw a local newspaper and took a picture of it and put a picture of the cover story up on discussion group just to kind of you know, see where it went. The cover had a little ad where this local newspaper was going to register everybody who signed up for a subscription to the newspaper in the month of May would have their name entered into a drawing to win an AR-15. I was somewhat shocked and dismayed that some newspaper decided to try and lure a, a larger market share by giving away the preferred, you know, implement of mass destruction of, of your average school shooter. No, this that stuff. this wasn't an area church, right? It wasn't like an Atlanta. Well, not church, but paper. No, it was, this was... A redneck town? No. No? It was just north of no. Macon. It was between Atlanta and Macon, closer to Macon than Atlanta. Monroe... By the way, redneck town. Yeah. Monroe... Yeah. Tisk, tisk, tisk. <laughs> well, that's what I posted in, in the uh, original post on Facebook was, I know that print media is a dying business model, <laughs> but, but when you gotta... speed it yeah, up? <laughs> but when you got to go and, and lure middle Georgia rednecks with an assault rifle to That's just... two to, rednecks. To, yeah, <laughs> guys. Yeah. I was coming to his, you know, the aid of his, his redneck group. You know, yeah, we just post. killed half our market probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. So are you mad that they did it or are you mad that it worked? Well, that was one of the questions. It Did it, it work? Yeah. That was one of the questions. One of the members of the group just happens to be... A Emmy Award nominated, I don't know if she's won in the past, but I know she's currently nominated for an Emmy, Telemundo Atlanta 
news. She reached out to me, wanted to see if it was okay that I, uh, that she used a copy of the picture that I took. I said, by all means. She contacted the editor of the newspaper, got some quotes from him. She reached out to me. She got some quotes from me on the other side. And that was one of the questions that she asked me was, what made me more mad? Was it the, the prize that they were giving away? Or was it, I'm trying to remember exactly how the question was, was worded, but it was the prize. And, and I, like I told her, and I think that was one of the quotes that actually made it into the article, which I had to run through Google Translate to in order to put it up so that I could even read it because mm-hmm. uh, the entire article is in Spanish. But my contention was raffle off $1,000. Who couldn't use $1,000? Yeah, then buy whatever you, know? you want. Yeah, yeah and you take you that $1,000 – Pay pay off you know pay a little off on your credit card or 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 you know whatever go take the family to Six Flags for a day what whatever you can do whatever you want to with a thousand dollars you want to go buy an AR fifteen go buy an AR fifteen with a thousand dollars but everybody can use a thousand dollars and it could be argued that nobody needs you know an AR fifteen one of the quotes that that I gave which wasn't used I pointed out that I'm a gun owner saying this I'm this is not an anti Second Amendment person I'm Cajun I mean that's that's what we do. We, we shoot shit and eat it, you know. I, I own handguns. I own rifles. I own shotguns. I don't feel the need to own an AR-15, and I don't see the any reason why any American citizen should own an AR-15. All right. I'm going to take the other side, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> and it pro is, AR-15? No. Totally not pro. Okay. Pro newspaper media business survival. Oh, he what he did was, as far as publicity for his newspaper... He got free publicity through oh, Telemundo. Not just so, that. No, no. He he got and, he got, it, that 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 helped him exactly zero in his market. Oh yeah, absolutely. The anything in Atlanta, especially Spanish language media in Atlanta, it it doesn't matter. You could get you could you could say we're going to give away two thousand bucks, but it would not generate but, as much buzz. No, yeah. and, and not just buzz, but subscribers and interest. I mean, he basically said he's. Doing it because it worked, hmm. and mm-hmm. and these these papers, a, a local media, uh, everywhere suffering hard. Oh, absolutely! And you know, I don't think the Monroe is it Monroe or Monroe? <sighs> Monroe. I've always said Monroe County. It's it's the Monroe County Reporter. Just for just to be official. I don't want you know, That is the name yeah, of, because of the newspaper. Albany and Albany. Yeah. You know. So no. No, it's Albany. It's uh, 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 it's not. Uh, there is no know. Albany. Mm-hmm. I've heard it said both ways. So. Well, uh, no, I don't think so. I, I, heard, I heard Laura. <laughs> <laughs> so he wants subscribers. But how did, how did he know it was going to work, though? I mean, what they've what done it before? His? Yeah, they, oh, they've done. Okay. Yeah, they've done okay. that particular subscription roundup, however you want to word it. And also he said that other rural Georgia newspapers have done the same thing. He goes, they've tried all kinds of different things to try and drum up business and subscription for the paper and nothing works better than giving away an an assault rifle. I I think it's horrible. I think there should be a semi-automatic weapons ban. I think they should ban high-capacity magazines. I think they should ban big tank killing fucking bullets. All of that stuff. But the fact that it worked... That's what is telling. It's not a statement on the paper. 
No, it's a statement. It's a statement by the paper wants to stay in business. Yeah. Well, no. But, know, I, I, but, but I'm saying is is more of a ref- reflection on society. No, no, no doubt. Yeah. Well, know, I, no that doubt. was one of the things I said when and one of the quotes I gave Gina was is that when you try to increase your market share this way, it, it's morally appalling. At least it is to me. There's a lot of a lot of different ways they could have gone. Arguably not as effective as this was, but at some point this person is going to find themselves, you know, on the wrong side of history. You mean like if if he finds out that somebody used that? that well, I brought that point up as well to, too. Uh, yeah, you know. and, and part of it is the person that wins. Obviously, they're going to have to have a full background check and you know all the rest of that stuff. And, and it, it doesn't have to go, you know, some some nut job going into a school and, and shooting up a school. It, I mean, the guy could turn it on himself, his wife, his kids, or, you know, what? He, what's to say? Or, uh, you know, yeah. his, his child could put yeah. it in his backpack and take Whatever. it to preschool, like we yeah. saw in uh, the paper, or is it today? I think it was. Uh, yeah, a little kid brought a uh, loaded weapon. Marietta Baptist Church. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, know, well, you know what else that giveaway does, though? Mm-mm. Owns the libs. Tweaks the it, libs. Oh, it rubs their <laughs> face it in. Tweaks it tweaks the SJWs. It did work. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a... It, I don't think this guy did it as 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 a as a as a tweak. I mean, I, I think he wants to stay in business, but it is definitely one of the you know own the libs giveaway. Oh, it happened happened this week in at. Uh, did you see the twenty? I don't know, twenty two year old girl walking across the Kent State campus with an AR fifteen. Mm, Kent no. State, Kent State yeah. of all places. Yeah. She graduated. And now, because she's not a student, she can carry a gun on campus, and there's nothing you can do to Whoa. stop me, which is what As what long she as she's said. got the proper permits and everything. Yeah, so they show her after graduation on the Kent State campus. Mm-hmm. I think Dang. she's wearing like a, like a mini dress, and she's got an AR-15. That was a big thing with the whole open carry thing. People were carrying their AR-15s and going into restaurants. Oh, yeah. And and a lot of restaurants were saying, don't don't bring them. We can refuse service to anybody for any reason, and we are making a stand. It gets a little crazy when the police make you take your protest banner off of a stick because it can be used as a weapon. Meanwhile, there's somebody standing with an AR-15, and that's perfectly legal. This is just to hold my banner higher so it can be easily read. Sure, it can be used and as had, a bludgeoning tool. She had the know? nerve to to invoke the shooting as another reason she should be able to do that because it was another case of the government cracking down. If, if that's, that's, which is gun. true, but she wouldn't have been protesting. No. Right. Oh, you know, yeah. She would have been on the National Guard side. Sorry. Shooting. Yeah, because it was the anniversary of that not long ago, wasn't it? That whole argument uh, that that we need high, you know, high-powered, high-capacity magazine, you know, assault rifles, so that we can rise up against the tyrannical government is the biggest bunch of bullshit. You've got no shot, man. You got no chance. No pun intended. Yeah, yeah. It was nice because in, at some point in the article, when they were quoting me, they they did give the podcast a shout out. All right. Um, so yeah, I was I was uh, listed in the article as Don Q, a secular podcaster, uh, award winning. No, 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 sorry. no, not not creator. Oh. Why didn't they just call you the owner? I, hey, that was not my part. President, CEO yeah. of are you saying are you saying you were misquoted? I, think, no. I know I know how to find the writer. <laughs> I, did not, I did not I did not say I created the podcast. Somebody guess you put can't that trust in that there. fake news. Now wait a second. That could be that could be a, a, a faulty translation. 
in uh, from Google oh, Translate. Oh, okay. There you but go, yeah. Um, wow. yeah, it was I was listed as the creator of the Godless Heathens podcast. A Google it's not Translate kind of kind of mix it up a little bit because it, it said we were a sec, we were a podcast internet radio show who was trying to promote secular ideas in Georgia. Which it really should have said it's a Georgia-based se- uh, internet radio show who's trying to promote secular ideas. Worldwide. Worldwide. And, and right yeah, after absolutely. that, Don Q brings the heat. Right oh. after that line, it's the, in a society where, in which massive shootings appear to occur daily. A company that attempts to increase the presence, their presence in the market – sorry, its presence in the market by raffling one of the weapons most commonly used by attackers is morally reprehensible. That's a Great pretty good quote. Says, that's a, that's that a damn strong quote right Don there. Don Yeah, she asked me five questions and um, one of them – the last one being how do you want me to refer to you in the article? And I said, uh, creator of the no, I did. I just, <laughs> I just said Don Q, uh, secular podcaster, uh, living in the South in the or living in the Atlanta area, and they kind of flubbed it up from there. Blaming the media. For you know, I tell you what, the first news. the yeah. first time I read that, I was like, mm, Jerry's not gonna like that. <laughs> not that I like it, but I am gonna call it out. Is there a place just, to comment on? I think I think you should call into Telemundo News and have the editor. Uh, make a uh, retraction and a, oh, demand a retraction. Uh, a, a demand a retraction and uh, or an update. Just an, an update. update. Yeah, Just an update. It'll, it'll be buried on page sixteen. You know, uh, below the comics next to the uh, the boggle or whatever. You know, <laughs> jumble. <laughs> yeah, the jumble. That's it. The jumble. <laughs> Jambalaya. All right. So, uh, but yeah, good so job. Basically, good job. Don we got Q. some free advertising. Yep. Uh, and and nothing beats free advertising. So, or actually, maybe an advertiser. Yeah. We don't have it. Like, like no. Blue Tarp? would be a good one if you're listening. This, this episode brought to you by Telemundo News Atlanta. <laughs> so would I, would I give away an AR-15 to increase the market share of uh, the Godless Heathens podcast? Well, I'm not going to say we're going to give away an AR-15 if you're the first person that sends us. We could do the beg for uh, – uh, subscribers, one. There we go. We'll give away. It'd be like a. It'd be like a gun uh, Patreon. You know, if fifty people yeah. subscribe, we could send a we'll, picture of one. We'll send. Yeah. You a, we'll you know, sure. we'll give the fiftieth. We'll, we'll do a raffle for a flak jacket. <laughs> a thousand people. We'll find we'll do something. A There's got to be something in the world that also has the model number of AR-15. It's like a like a light switch or something. Hey, win a free AR-15. You send oh, them like that, a, that you know, be, oh, yeah. You send them like a switch yeah. plate cover yeah. or something. <laughs> You just gave it away. Yeah. But it was, it was pretty good. That would be funny. Yeah. We don't have to. You know what? We don't have to put that on. You can, no. you can edit that. You can edit you can that. Add, yeah, we can yeah. just cut that out. AR-15 did not match any shopping results. We do that. Matter <laughs> of fact, we don't know what it's going to be, but I'm just going to go on, on a limb and say this. Godlessheathens at yahoo.com. First person uh, that sends us an email. We'll send you something. We'll send you something. We will. I, I will. You don't have to send us your name and, e- and address and all that in the email. We'll, we'll reach back out to you and get that information. But we will send you something. We don't know what it is yet, but it, it will be something. That's the offer you can't refuse. It could be anything. Empty bottle of tequila, It maybe? could be an empty bottle of tequila. It could be a T-shirt. It could be a... It could be know. a heartfelt yeah. note yeah. giving all of our best brewery recommendations in Atlanta. Or a tea bag. And the tea bag. bag. You know what? A selection of tea. (laughs) A a curated selection of tea from my tea cellar. Oh, that's hilarious. I'll mix up caffeinated, (laughs) non-caffeinated, you know, some green. This pot is getting sweet here. Mm -hmm. I might have to send an email. Let me get on that. 
Mm, well, that, that's pretty much show. We, we nothing yeah, happened right. the last few weeks. Um, it's been <laughs> really, a really dead, very slow, uh, very week. slow news week. So uh, we'll see y'all in. Uh, no, mm. there was one big story that big, uh, yeah. big, big, big story. Big turd. That, yeah, big that turd. Uh, occupied the news last week, and that was us moving our embassy in Israel from uh, Tel Aviv, where it's been for since I'm out ever for. Since at sound, least 19, sound reason. 1948 or so? No, I think it was the 60s. Where, did we have one before that? Oh. Mm. Ah, see, now you're exposing yeah. our yeah, back Google of, that shit. Google uh, that shit. Yeah. It's always been in Tel Aviv, and it was officially, I think they said in 1996, Congress voted to move it, but it never got moved. And I read something on that, too, that that was done, I think it was during the Clinton yeah. years. And that was kind of a challenge to him, is like to see, see if, if he would bite. See if he would do it. The Republicans put that challenge out there to him. 1966 is when it was, uh, it opened in Tel Aviv. So we had no diplomatic relations with Israel prior to 1966? We did not know. We, did, we may not have had an embassy. There's so many questions, like just basic ones. Why do it and oh, inflame an already... Fragile situation, just so the president could get a win. Yeah, but we yeah we know why and he did it. Why was well, there he, why was there an invocation? It, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Why Where, he did it originally was for the evangelicals because that was a big part of their mm-hmm. theology. Is you know that has to be the capital of Jerusalem for Jesus to come back. But that has never ever been given as even an unofficial. Reason by anybody in the administration, ever. I oh, do no, not yeah. see. They certainly didn't say that. Now, but it is. You know, it's the evangelical cheering section. Yeah, certainly piped up oh, loudly. Absolutely. They were thrilled, mm-hmm. which is why they were represented. At well, the, the, yeah, they um, reached into opening. their you know big bucket of, of douchebag preachers and and picked these two out, and one gave the invocation, and one gave the benediction. And okay. then, yep. yeah, and then when, when, you know, the shit hit the fan, so to speak, after, as far as who these guys were. By the way, the shit was hitting the fan yeah. during it. Yes. Oh, like 50-something, 50 yeah, 58 50, people yeah. were killed. So, you know, bad optics showing the bunch of smiling people at the ceremony. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then people being shot not too far away. But it was horrible on all, on all sides. They had... Jeffress? Is that how you say his name? Jeffress. Jeffress? We don't, we, don't, we don't care. Can we just call him Jeff? No, Jeff. no, yeah. no, no. Jeff. He represents all Jeffs. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Hey, you know what? Have, have, have all the Jeffs forcibly renounced Pastor Jeff? Have you? I, I haven't heard you, you know. Oh, as, I'm renouncing as, right as, now. As, as a, it's all Jeff. moderate Jeffs yeah. that give these wacko Jeffs the, uh, the room to maneuver. Oh, no. He's, yeah, that's... <laughs> I'm disassociating myself with I'm, the, I'm the sorry. Jeff. This is group. This, this is Laurel and Yanni crime right here. We're ganging up on you. Uh, Our bad. And this guy's been he's been the rah rah section for Trump on Fox for the last oh, from, the you know, from the beginning. He was prominent in that picture when they had all the uh, the pastors there at the White House yeah, praying yeah. over he's some, President Trump. He's on some kind of a pastor council thing for the but White the, House. But this is the same guy that said that uh, you can't be saved and go to heaven if you're a Jew. And or Muslim, or Muslim, uh, or Catholic, or Mormon, or or Mormon. 
Basically, you just have to be an evangelical. Well, I, I agree with him on all those points, but I, <laughs> he needs to include his own, you know, particular brand of religion as there an atheist. No we say there is no salvation. Right. There is no God to save you. It's all my God's the true God. My religion's the true religion. All of you are lost and need to come to my way of thinking. But yeah, the yeah. Uh, so to be in Israel and then be doing an opening prayer, basically, you know, invoking the name of Jesus. If, if you don't believe in this name, you are going to burn in hell forever. Yeah, here's what he says. Not only do religions like Mormonism, Islam, Judaism, and Hinduism, not only do they lead people away from the true God, they lead people to an eternity of separation from God in hell. Mm-hmm. Hell is going to be filled with good religious people who have rejected the truth of Christ. So you put that guy right in the middle of Jerusalem. Yeah. So his Twitter feed kind of addresses that with two get- articles from... Uh, the I, I would say the usual suspects, Breitbart yep. defended him. Of course, and Fox News, Newsmax. I'm not familiar with Newsmax. No, uh, Newsmax is, is was Breitbart before Breitbart okay. was. He also says, "Make no mistake about it. Even if you are a Christian, sin still resides in your body. Those desires of the flesh are deceptive, cunning, and destructive." Even if you're saved? You Hashtag PTV Devo. Now, as a Wait, who old, old new wavehead. What's that? The whole Devo. It looks like Devo in the hashtag. I'm sure it's something devotional. Something devotional oh. But it looks like PTV Devo. So the fuck him, group? man. Can't be messing with the good name of Devo. No. We are all Devo. Sorry. That's a rabbit hole. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you said TiVo. I was like, what do I need to watch? What is this? Um, but the other guy is even worse, in, in, in my opinion. Yeah, he's um, a Zionist. Yeah, uh, Hagee. Uh, the first one, Jeff, uh, the, the Jeff guy, he's pastor of First Baptist Church of Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and the other guy's from San Antonio. So I don't know what's going on over there in, in Texas. Texas yeah. But yeah, um, it's, it's definitely, you know, we think this is a Bible belt over here. Yeah. And I think that's probably. No, they, they, I've been to Texas. It's like a whole other country over there. It's. Uh, Hmm. It's crazy. His Twitter says supporting Israel is not a political issue. It's a Bible issue. He is, I think I read he's fifth generation preacher. Oh, I didn't know that yeah. history. Huh. Yeah. It is not possible to say I believe the Bible and not support Israel and the Jewish people. Except they're going to burn in hell. Except they, except they need to come to Christ. I think he has, uh, I think he has changed his tune. Uh, pretty, uh, yeah. He thinks all pretty Jewish people are going to go to no, heaven. No, no. He, he he came out of. Um, he was anti New Orleans after Katrina, saying that uh, that was God's wrath. Basically, uh, Hurricane Katrina was the judgment of God against the city of New Orleans. Changed his tune. Eh, kind of changed his tune. He now believes that Jews will be saved during the second coming uh, of Jesus okay. Christ. Uh, while Jews do not number. believe that Jesus is their savior, they will accept him. Once he appears, they'll go, oh, we were wrong. My bad. We're down with the JC. So, you know, a little wishful thinking on his part there. But the the worst part was it was in the 1990s. So it's been a while since he said this. He said that the Bible made it clear that Hitler and the Holocaust were part of God's plan to return the Jews to Israel. That somehow in this guy's warped thinking, killing six million of you is going to help you get back to the homeland. He's going to rationalize his theology somehow. He says, 
How did it happen? Because God allowed it to happen, referring to the Holocaust. Why did it happen? Because God said my top priority for the Jewish people is to get them back to the land of Israel. And if it takes killing a bunch of people and, to do it, then, you know. And you so, know, yeah, I'm not shocked that preachers are saying wacky shit. Now, have you guys ever read the book of Revelation, which is where most of this apocalyptic stuff comes from? You're talking about John's fever dream? It, it reads like Nostradamus. Anybody could manipulate any anything, especially in that way. Well, you could t- say that about the whole Bible. Uh, you can manipulate it any into want, saying right? whatever you want. Especially that part. Daniel in, in the Old Testament and Revelation in, in the New Testament are written in very much like... Coded like, language. Yeah, Nostradamus quatrains, where they can be twisted into referencing what, in hindsight, oh, that clearly pointed to this, and that clearly pointed to this. But they've been saying that for thousand years now. But, yeah, I mean, as, as atheists, we know those were just mere men writing that stuff down mm-hmm. under the influence of... Tripping. So you're saying, saying there's not going to be a seven-headed dragon? Damn it. I'm going to be disappointed. Be I'm well, all looking forward if to this. If you stuff. have the right mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Heiji, guess when Heiji said this? Muhammad is still dead. Buddha is still dead. Abraham is still dead. But the grave of Jesus Christ is empty because he lives. Mm. When do you think he said that? Tuesday. The 10th. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how, how, hold on. How did I miss uh, Wait a minute now. I thought Muhammad went up to heaven. On a winged no. horse. On a winged horse. He from... is still dead. Shit. Missed it. It was last Thursday. <laughs> missed it by five days. <laughs> I was being it's sarcastic as hell, much. too, man. By the way, it got 5,100 likes. Oh, that's on his Twitter feed? He's yeah. doing this? Oh. But see, Muhammad didn't die. He went He, he, he went straight up to heaven. He ascended straight to heaven right. as a living By the way. Person. That's so. way more likes than most of his stuff normally gets. Really? Yeah. You, you didn't by, just like it, did you? By thousands. I'm not. Uh, I'm not retweeting. I'm, re- I'm reading the. Oh, I'm okay. reading the free Twitter. <laughs> they don't get my data for me reading this. This. Uh, <laughs> this Twitter. But they know you're reading it, though. They know uh, the Google does. Yeah. And now, uh, you thousands and tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of listeners know that you're now is. know. But the fact that this guy is standing, and going back to Jeffers a little bit, um, I've got part of his speech here that he gave in his invocation. He's basically thumbing his nose at at the Jews in their homeland uh, while while he's doing this. Uh, In his prayer on Monday, he said, Israel was a blessing to the entire world through her innovations in medicine, technology, and energy. But most of all, Israel has been a blessing to this world by pointing us to you, the one true God, through the message of her prophets and scriptures and the Messiah. He went on to say, we also want to thank you for your tremendous leadership of our great president, Donald J. Trump. Without President Trump's determination, resolve, and courage, we would not be here today. And I believe, Father, that I speak for everyone, every single one of us when I say that every day we thank you that you have given us a president who boldly stands on the right side of history, but more importantly, stands on the right side of you, O oh God, when it comes to Israel. A barf. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's definitely a thumbing the nose at anybody that's... I mean, you would think that... Now, obviously, because of the theological implications that surround this part of the world and and, and Jerusalem in, in, in particular, but I would think that if you're opening an embassy in a Jewish state, wouldn't it make more sense to have a rabbi 
give up and, and, and say there a few was, there words? Was, there was, and he was, he's super hardcore. He's a super hardcore. He's a Zionist also. Yeah. yeah. You're talking about the guy that uh, compared black people to monkeys? That guy? How recent, yeah, how recent was that, too? It's been, a, it, it's not. Uh, he was the one that blessed Ivanka and. Yeah, he blessed uh, Ivanka and Jared Kushner, but he's also a top rabbi who in the past has compared yeah, I if he was black there. people to monkeys. But that's uh, the other thing is what the hell was Jared doing there? You know, he has no security clearance. The Middle East is part of his purview. He's in charge of bringing peace to the Middle East. That's part of his job title. Yep. He's the IT lead, too. Yeah, and during his, well, that was interesting, too, is like during his speech, he... I know it was March that he said that. Was it just past, this past March? Yeah. So this isn't, I mean, at least the Hagee can go, well, that was back in the 90s. I mean, who didn't say crazy shit in the 90s? But, you know, he's saying it on, on Tuesday. But yeah, this guy was, it was March of this year. That I think, you know, I did see that. It was in his weekly sermon, for lack of a better term, his weekly address uh, to the Jewish people. And he referred to, you know, black people as much. And by the way, so, there doesn't need to be a benediction at a, no, a U.S. Or, this is not a or an invocation. Yeah, this yeah, is right. 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 Yeah. There doesn't need not to be one at a high yeah. school graduation, but this is a secular, <laughs> you can't see the air quotes, but a secular government opening a, a building at, nope. on foreign land, wall, which actually, that's our down. land. Um, wall so. is down. Pa- Pastor John Hagee, mm-hmm. here's something that I can relate to. Stop worrying about what you aren't and start being happy about what you are. That's pretty good advice. The best part about this tweet is it has 666 likes. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. Don't like it. <laughs> no, I'm not. Nobody else like it. Oh, no, he's getting too like Deepak Chopra there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's man. pretty, uh, that's pretty, 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 pretty groovy. That's Here's one. Here's, he's, got a, he's got a tweet for everything. Here's one for you. <laughs> oh, no. This one's right up what you think of their mindset. The world may be falling apart, but heaven is not. God has the answer for you. So don't focus, you know, the end times are coming. Don't focus on what's happening now because it could be shit. And we're not going to do anything to stop it from being shit. In fact, we're going to encourage it by highlighting um, religious divisions between people. But heaven... Man, that's where it's at for that's you. Right. Yeah, this is not my. You're not going to get shit here. We're just passing mm-hmm. through. All right. But it was yeah. interesting because after after all this took place, Jeffers went on Fox News oh. to um, get out to, of here. Yeah, they, to, they, they found a spot for they, him. They, they tossed him a couple <laughs> softballs. This yeah. is where he said he's not a bigot. Is yeah, the one. Despite yeah. his, uh, I like the way. Despite, they, yeah, even though I said things that are. His documented history bigoted. of bigotry. Yeah. He, he was. I'm not a bigot because God was, says I'm not a bigot. I think I posted something about that online where if you follow a book that's full of a lot of bigoted shit in it, and that helps shape your worldview, yeah, you are kind of a bigot. No, but he says not. He says you know. Oh, I stand corrected. I'm, I'm my maybe, bad. Maybe God is a bigot, but he's he's not. Yeah. Oh, here here's the actual quote. It says, "I'm not a bigot. I am not an extremist." But I do, without apology, embrace the most foundational belief of historic Christianity. And that is the faith alone in Jesus Christ is the exclusive way to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the true, I am the life. I think it was Dionysus that said that about 500 years before he did. But we'll just uh, go on. We'll just pass right over Uh, that. Oh, man. You Um, know what? I knew. mm. I knew. Bible app Don was going to come out. (laughs) Um, I mean, he's like in fourth gear now. Oh, yeah. Driving down to make it. <laughs> he is, he's, he's. Um, no man comes to the Father but by me. Uh, now, people may disagree with Jesus' words. And this this is the part that got me. He says, um, I want to back up a little bit. 
Now, people may disagree with Jesus' words. Millions of them do. And they're all going to hell. But the fact that I and hundreds of millions of evangelical Christians around the world believe that Jesus said about the way to heaven does not make us a bigot. Are there that many evangelical Christians? It's hundreds a, of millions? I'd have to run out the of, numbers. Out of 7 billion people in the world? I, would, I wouldn't be surprised. It's a, it's well, a ton. But, They've exported you know, to many, other countries, many, too. So... Mm-hmm. There, there, there's not that many in India. There's no. A, there's a billion right no. there. But there's, Korea, not, there's not that many in China. There's another that's billion. a billion and a half. Yeah. So that's two and a half billion. So, so of, we're down to four and a half billion people. Right. And yeah. how many Catholics are there allegedly? A billion? Oh, they're shrinking. Oh, that many. Shrinking. Hundreds of millions? I don't know. So the first, let, let's try and get in front of this. It's a little too late to get in front of it. But let, let's go on Fox News and change the uh, conversation. And when that didn't work, the White House came out and said they had no idea. They were flabbergasted. They were completely caught off guard. Had no idea how these two particular religious leaders were involved in the whole Jerusalem embassy opening. Now, this is a government building, and I want to say on foreign soil, but it's not. It's actually now that is... That is part of America. The, the okay. land that the that the embassy sits on is now that is U.S. soil. Right. But were they saying that they, they didn't know that they were invited, or they didn't know what their theology was? I think it was the latter. Had no idea how the controversial religious leaders were involved in the embassy opening. Oh. Yeah. One of them gave, it wasn't like they just jumped up on stage and started preaching. No. One of them was there specifically to give an invocation. The other was there specifically to give a benediction. So... If you don't know how they got there, there's some security protocols that need to be gone over. <laughs> they can't ever tell the truth. No, absolutely not. They can't not. ever no. just, oh, no. you know, mm-hmm. they, they're, just, they're just stringing no, along forever. So according to Wikipedia, which I trust completely 65%. because it does match to what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and, and well, There's 2.4 billion Christians. Yeah, that's Christian. Half of them are Catholic. So, that's, so you're down you know, to 1.2 billion Christians. Yeah. Hundreds of millions of evangelicals? No. Can't be. Well, if half, what no, number no, of Christians are evangelical? 20%? 40%? 50%? Well, I'm pretty sure, you know, that was some hyperbole well, there on his part. You got to know where to There's draw a bunch. the line. I mean, the thing is, in America, yes, they yeah. are the dominant Christian religion in America, I would say. But not outside of America. England, no, Europe. No, no. But, Australia, but they have roots Canada. in other places. Is hmm. got to avoid this Wikipedia page. It means it's mainline. Oh, sure. Mm. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, the um, the press secretary Raj Shah. I'm going with R A J S H A H. He claimed that he honestly, honestly, in uh, quotes, honestly, and when he honestly, said honestly, I, honestly, I honestly. didn't know how these guys got involved. You know, to be uh, honest with you, yeah, we know why they were there. There mm-hmm. was an interview with. Steve Schmidt and Chris Hayes. Hayes, and maybe we can post a link for that thing too, because I think he kind of nailed what that was about. Which is my whole suspicion is this was all about rounding up the evangelical yeah. vote, yeah. getting them all you know excited for the midterms. Very political consultant thing to say too. Yeah, when Shaw was asked how Jeffress was chosen to deliver the opening prayer despite his past remarks. And we've gone over some of the crazy stuff he said in the past. That's when he said, he goes, I honestly don't know how that came to be. He says, I, he did know that Jeffress had a strong relationship with people in the Trump administration. Oh, yeah. He's on their board. or As well as Democrats. What? Excuse me? What? What? Yeah. 
So it's like everybody's kind of religiously bigoted. You know, come on. It's it's on both sides of the aisle. It's, no. By the way, Schumer came out full-on support, too. Yeah, I did so see that. There was, there was bipartisan. There, there was but I, I guarantee you that Mike Pence has a better chance of eating dinner with a strange woman than Jeffress does with a Democrat. You know. But now Schumer did, was was he just in favor of the move to Jerusalem? He wasn't in favor of this. I, no, I'm sure event. he wasn't no. yeah. signing off on Hagee and and, and yeah. Jeffress. But yeah, he was full on in support of the move from Tel Aviv yeah. to Jerusalem. So bipartisan. You know, it just seems like an. It, Maybe there's never going to be a good time there. But, but putting it in the middle of a place for three religions, I'll claim. Yeah. And, right, right. Yeah, and you're, you're, you're really it's like, on two sides. It's like, the guy that I worship shit on this piece of dirt one time. No, no, no. The guy that I worship shit on this piece of dirt one time. You know, it's like. Is yeah. that in the Bible? Well, I'm just assuming all three of them. Abraham, I'm probably, he probably took a shit. I don't know. Jesus never took a shit. Did from, he eat? From, no. If well, he ate, he ate. No, but but no, nobody can think of that. Nobody. Okay, so this this conversation about like a thirteen or fourteen year old who's no, this who's, is a conversation between two distinctly different theological stances. Was Jesus wholly human? Was Jesus wholly divine? Or was he somewhere in between? Okay, Jesus was <laughs> he a didn't, man. He it, didn't exist. Jesus so. was well, a man. Yeah, I, that's a given. But I'm just saying, just, let, let's just for the from a theological stance. Yeah. So you think? Do you think the whole playing idea devil's of Jesus advocate? Is fake. He never existed. A That's person. a whole nother rabbit hole there. But no, I, I'm thinking there probably was well, somebody think, that they, they lumped stuff he, on. He's for sure. But, but I, I think he's all, saying there's no historical Jesus. There is no historical records outside of the Bible for, for Jesus. The Jesus is in the Bible, I would agree. That that, that is all. But that that is the claim, not the proof. Yeah. But that that could be another episode. Right, that's that's right like. Let, let me prove out. to you that Harry Potter existed. <laughs> I will read from the third book of Harry Potter, you know, to prove that he existed. That's not the way history works. If you take the Bible out of the discussion, there are, is zero historical proof for a Jesus figure in the historical record. Says Bart Ehrman, who believes that Jesus existed. For somebody who is a his, historian. His, his, he is a historian, but as far as somebody that is on the side of Jesus's historicity or historicity, I can't say that word. Uh, he believes that Jesus was an actual person. Okay. But his books and writings say, make a better right, case right, right, for right, the right. mythicists. But camp than, see, you know, than, I'm just I'm you know, most of the mythicists. I'm going to give him a buy on this one because I understand he's a professor at a. Um, I'm trying to remember North the name Carolina at Chapel Hill. Tor Hills. Yeah. His huge market, which you know, is helped deconvert me. Yes, is Christian. And it, so, if if you come out as a Jesus mythicist, yeah, you're you're done. So people, you know, I, I I get why he wants to be a little bit progressive. Christians aren't reading Robert Price and and um, right, right and David and, uh, uh, Fitzgerald or or, or uh, some of the other mythicists. Right, but they are reading him. So if they read mm-hmm. between the lines, like you say, when make, Jesus became think. God, I think that was. Second to the last book, I mean, you can see where where that could point away from Jesus. But anyway, I think he did a smart move. There is historical records for Pontius Pilate. 
most of what we know about Pontius Pilate he would have never is taken given the from the historical right. records, not from the Bible. Right. Yeah, sure. But Pontius Pilate was... Was, was a real person. Well, he, he, he existed. Wait a minute. He also was part of the empire. So the empire, you know, who writes history? The winners. Yeah. Right, right. So, mm-hmm. you know, there is going to be a record of Pontius Pilate because he was he was up there in the empire. Jesus... Whatever he was or whoever he was, somebody from the streets, millions of those people lived and died. No record of them. I've, I've, heard, that, I've heard that argument as well, too. But when you torture mm-hmm. and kill a man and he comes back to life three days later, somebody's going to write that shit down. Some, somebody's going to make a note no, of it. You could start this. You the, start the, this at the birth story. <laughs> what about the 500 that rose from the graves and walked the streets after Jesus rose from the dead? Nobody noticed? Nobody bothered no, to write wait, that down? I, I thought, he was born in a barn. A manger. Take your, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to call it a barn. Yeah. Were you born in a barn? Yeah. Jesus was. Yeah. Stable. Um, yeah. And wise men came at his birth from yeah. afar following a star. You would think a that'd be star. that'd be front page news for about the next oh all of your life. And then all of a sudden well, that happened and then okay, go back to your go back to your nothing life, Carpenter. Yeah. So your your wife has a baby. She claims she's a virgin. And when the baby's born, three dudes show up with presents. Yeah. I, I got <laughs> the a, wrong kind of stuff for a I, kid. I got a couple okay. questions. What am I going to do with Frank? I'm going to have some follow-up questions for my wife at that point. But, uh, and, and he and he probably said, oh, "Can't do DNA testing. Yeah. That doesn't exist." <laughs> so not that I, I'm not on the Jesus was who they say he is, but there's just holes. Oh yeah, I mean this would be good. Conversation sometime. I mean, you know, Gospel of Mark. Not now. Not now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely not now. Okay, I guess uh, we're going down this rabbit hole. <laughs> I think the listeners would probably here. agree. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, the Gospel of Mark was one of the earliest Gospels written, and there is no birth narrative. There's no resurrection narrative. In, and then the whole ending is, yeah, is changed. Is, is, that was added on added after the on fact. Later, right. But the kind of like a sequel. The oldest two Bibles that are known in existence do not match each other. Do not match the Bible we have now and have completely different endings. Uh, Mark, I think it ended... I want, Where the women ran away I want fear. To, I want to say somewhere around verse 8, 9 in, in, in the last chapter of Mark, but you open the Bible now and it goes all the way to like chapter or, or right, uh, verse yeah. 20. Yeah, they added there was on, a right? whole, yeah, there was a whole nice little ending that tied it up a nice little neat little bow. Where it was left very vague uh, to begin with. So we're all uh, we're all on team Bible is not divinely inspired. I would say Definitely. that's a safe assumption. <laughs> all right. Yeah. But I mean, the other thing that I kind of came to the realization before I read David Fitzgerald, if you read the earliest texts, which were the Pauline epistles, yes, all the Bible is is or any of the put, epistles, it, it's yeah. put together backwards. A lot of Christians believe that Mark was written, uh, Matthew was written first, then Mark, right, then Luke, right, then John, right, because of the then Acts, in, right. because it flows right after, and, right. and then and then Paul came along and started writing these letters. When no, all no, those no. letters were written earlier, maybe yeah. decades up to and, a, you know decades yeah. prior to the first Gospels appearing. And so, any of those pastoral epistles did not refer to a teaching, you know, Jesus like a you know nomadic rabbi or whatever. Yeah. It was more of a celestial it, 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 kind of It can very well be idea. argued right. that, that Paul's Jesus was not a man walking on earth. Right. He had a he, vision. He, he had he a dream about, of a yeah. 
All this took place on, on a celestial plane, and it was... Right, and, and that's where Bart Ehrman, in one of his latest books, I think it was when Jesus became God, he talks about how people viewed the heavens at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't, we don't have the knowledge, we, you know, they didn't have the knowledge we have now, so they thought the stars were gods, and, the, and they thought it was an actual living place. It wasn't like spiritual kind of gods, they were actually beings that lived up there. And the, the big fad religion-wise in that area at that time was the rise of the, the dying and rising Savior gods, where the, the Jesus story is told time and time and time again up and down that, that whole area, uh, the Nile Valley and, and throughout the Middle East. All the different civilizations had their own dying and rising Savior God who was somehow miraculously conceived for the most part. There, there's, there's about 12 or 15 items that most of them subscribe to a, a number of, uh, right. of yeah. those things. So the gods that were yeah. in the heavens came down to came down. inhabit a human body, whatever. A miraculous, some sort of miraculous uh, conception or birth. Then uh, they, they had a uh, passion, and that's the word that they used. Uh, they were basically tortured. Uh, and by subscribing... Uh, and believing in that God, that God gave you salvation in, in return. And to the point that I've heard it argued that if there, if there never was a Christianity, if it, it never came about, if you were to go back and look at the religions that were going on and around the, the Israelites in, in, in uh, Judea and in, uh, Israel at that time and were to, just as a thought experiment, invent a religion that took the Jewish religion and added influences of the other dying and rising savior gods in the area, you would create Christianity. Okay, yeah. you know? mm-hmm. okay I was gonna do a a like a like rabbit hole cards and everybody would get one <laughs> to keep us on topic. And I should have done it this week because I would have a stack of rabbit hole cards here that you guys would have to give me that would be probably as high as my knockoff your, your Yeti. Yeah. I don't know where this I, – I can tell you where I think the conversation started. But how it ended there, I can't see light. <laughs> I can't – the, the rabbit so hole is – so far down yeah, the hole. I, yeah. Yes. Yep. I'm going to attempt to crawl out. Right. But I'm getting dirt in my mouth. <laughs> so <laughs> throw down a rope. Getting back to the topic at hand, <laughs> the, the blue tarp in Decatur <laughs> has more than four uh, beers now, apparently. Stouts and porters. Stouts and porters. Really you know, good stouts and porters. Yep. You know, but they don't even have to sponsor us. They can just, you know. Give us some stouts and porters. growler. Yeah. <laughs> back in now. Well, that was a deep, deep rabbit hole there. But... <laughs> <laughs> But where where I was wanting to go is, you know, where they get their apocalyptic theology from primarily is from the book of Revelation, which is my understanding is that book was very much on the edge and almost didn't get included into the canon. And I can't remember what what the years were when the canon was formed and all that. 300-something, the Council of Nicaea. But, yeah, I mean, you know, had that book not been included— and you would have just had basically the epistles and the gospels. They probably wouldn't be expecting Jesus to come back. They wouldn't be expecting this Armageddon the, kind yeah, of this thing. Armageddon apocalyptic. So thanks a lot, Constantine or whoever did that shit because 
that's what took us off the trail. Well, there's. And we're going to get back on the trail <laughs> right now. <laughs> Are we on the trail? The rabbit trail? We were going to talk about the, the international dark web. Um, intellectual dark web? You said international dark web. It's the T. It is the T. What tea. the hell is that? So during during this podcast, you know, I got I have the laptop open and we're you know looking up stuff like stupid tweets from Heiji or you know uh, Laurel versus uh, Yanni. But I, I don't read. Do you guys read Daylight Atheism on Patheos? No, I don't subscribe. Um, so nighttime is for dreaming. Daylight is for action. So I assume it is an atheist or an atheism theme blog at uh, I read a number of the different blogs on on Patheos. Yeah. Uh, uh friendly atheist, there's um there's a couple humanist ones yeah. but no one reads them because they're all too squishy. <laughs> squishy <No>. humanist blog. <laughs> so are you familiar with the one in the latest series of waiting in a Starbucks while black or being in a Yale dorm Sleeping, while black, sleeping while, while black. Yeah, you know, vacationing while black. Right. Yep. So, um, did you see the Yale story where the 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 white girl basically called the cops because on, because because a coed had fallen asleep uh, studying in a commons area. Yeah. So that person did guest posts on daylight atheism. What the person that called made, that made the call. The headline is statement on Sarah Brash. Okay. And I was like. Oh, that looks like somebody's going to apologize for something. And that's exactly what this person is doing. The writer of this blog, what she did is an affront to him and stands against what the blog stands for. And I was wondering which way (laughs) this was going. Well, I would never thought for a moment that that person would have been a guest blogger on an atheist blog. On a regular basis? Who's written several guest posts for Daylight Atheism in the past. I wouldn't have looked at that person and said, oh, obviously an atheist. But that kind of gets to that intellectual dark web and all the stuff that we've been talking about in pods past. Just because you're an atheist doesn't mean that you're Right, you check all these other parts. Or there's this, not a vein of atheism, maybe it's an artery of atheism that is... A little more on the the alt-right team than some of us, just speaking for myself, are comfortable with. And a lot of the folks in that intellectual dark web article in the New York Times, which I'm kind of bummed reading this, that that person was, you know, an an atheist blogger. That sucks. We absolutely would call out an evangelical for doing that. And the fact that it's one of potentially one of ours, that's a a drag. Well, to some extent, as society moves away from religion, assholes are going to follow and you're going to have assholes, you know, on your team. Well, here's something that I've kind of noticed a pattern on, on this um, intellectual, quote unquote, because that's a term like, how are you an intellectual? It's a good message, by the way. What is and it's a good brand. Oh. Intellectual dark web? <laughs> it is. Because I'm so damn smart. It, well, it is. It, it implies intelligence and there's a little bit of rebellion and we're, you know, we're, we're, we're not, you know, we're not the mainstream anything. Mm, we're right, being, we're right, being right. pushed underground. Right, and, right, right. That's and dark you know. web. The common thread that I see is libertarianism. 
which I'm not going to beat up on that if that's what you are, you know. But they don't call claim themselves it. that. Yeah, like Dave Rubin calls himself classic, classic liberal. liberal. Yeah. It's like, no, you're libertarian. Your show now is sponsored by, undercut, paid underwritten. By, underwritten, underwritten by the Koch brothers. But he's got Koch brother money. He's got, yeah. And if you look at the, you start looking at the guests he's had on there, all pretty much libertarian. So, and again, I mean, that's that's cool if that's what, what you want to go for. I don't, I, don't, I don't think you think, I don't think you believe that. Well, no, I mean, you know, no, then I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to really, you know, buy your crap anymore because I'm not a libertarian. Own and, it. Right, yeah, yeah. Be be frank, be upfront, and that's the thing I don't like is you know that dark part of it. Just like the alt right is kind of a squishy kind of term, so is libertarianism. It's kind of a dark, squishy term, or you know, classic liberalism, whatever. So it. it you think so? I think they're a little different. Libertarianism and alt right. Well, I think most. I think most libertarians own their libertarianism, but they don't necessarily own what people find fault with it in. They don't really give a shit. Like, they don't really acknowledge the potential of other views. They seem okay. absolutist. So which, which, which side are you saying does that? Libertarians. Libertarians, to me, seem... Libertarians can be... And I don't want to paint with too broad a brush because you say that about atheists. Right, right. Um, but, the, like, there are things about libertarianism that I get... But they do tend to be kind of absolutist in ways that I'm not. They end up painting themselves into certain corners. Well, like, they... like one corner is the individualism kind mm-hmm. of thing. It's like I don't know how you can escape identity. Yes. I mean, I understand when you can take that to the extreme, you know, identity politics. And there's a lot of stuff that, you know, we can talk about on that. But it, you can't escape identity. And if you're trying to escape that, you're not being honest, I don't think. They, well, they don't cop to their own identity part. And right, that's the right, part right. that bugs me right. about them because identity politics is – and some groups more than they do it. But identity politics is always something that the other guy does. And a lot of the folks, the Jordan Petersons and the woman who wrote the article, uh, Barry Weiss and yeah. Bill Maher, are kind of cast themselves as grieved and uh, because – they just want to have a frank conversation and they want free speech and people are cracking down on us. And the marketplace of ideas. All of those guys yeah. are the other part, the other threat of it is money. Mm-hmm. Because nobody knew who Jordan Peterson was until he had a good message. Or he may not have a good message, but he had a message that people yeah. were, re- were ready to hear. Right. And Easily understandable message. Whether whether you agree with it or not, it, it it was a concise point and he got it across. But he has a lot of points. There are times when Jordan Peterson talks and I'm like, yeah, I get that. And then the other times he's spouting about the radical left and Marxists and yeah, yeah. women yeah. shouldn't wear makeup in the, in the workplace. Uh, because it's, you know. yeah. Oh, he's right. not saying they shouldn't. But I mean, that's saying, yeah. Well, they should expect. Well, let's let's have a conversation about this. So you're, you're, you know, if that's even a consideration. But even the Dave Rubin video that you posted today, there were things that he said that I'm like, I get that. And when he said, I believe when they say we don't have conversations about it in popular culture and in the media, that part, I think, has some truth to it. Then they bitch about not being heard, which kind of undercuts their argument. 
And they have an audience. They have a large audience. But oh, yeah, they're always totally. whining that, you know, the man is keeping them down. And they don't really cotton to people disagreeing with them because that's just another example of us not being, I'm just having a conversation. Why can't we have the conversation? We don't have to agree with everything you say. Well, um, and that, that's what kind of uh, made me a little bit irritated at that particular video because, you know, as you, as you look at the conversations he's had, it's one-on-one with somebody else with one view. If he would have somebody on there that would have a debate, in other words, he would have somebody with a more liberal viewpoint. But, or but a, no, but few people do that. Somebody on our team or right, my team, right. Right, because a lot of them are on my team, mm-hmm. they don't get in the face of some of the people that I would like to see a little harder questions about. And, and I think that's a big part of the problem is when you don't see each side where you can actually compare. If you have to do the hard work yourself about listening to this podcast and listening to this podcast and you know trying to weed out the bias that each one has, that's a lot of work to do. I it's, wish there was a place where... I don't think you should. I guess we, I would want to weed out the bias... That's new media to some extent. I mean, it, the, the media landscape has changed. It used to be Walter Cronkite came on at night and he told you the way it was. I mean, that, that's just the way it is. And now there's so many different choices to choose from that every fringe ideology has got, you know, a podcast or, or, or a new show. Yeah, there's no or, question or that every yeah. Dick, Tom, Dick, and Harry loser has a podcast. <laughs> People don't go to the news to learn what's going on in the world. They they find the news that reiterates what they already believe. But to me, if we want to have a true conversation, you want to have differing views and feel free to speak freely without Well, if being... you do that, if this was a more of an interview-style podcast and we had somebody on who was controversial that we disagreed with and we sat here for two hours and talked to them and disagreed with them for two hours, somebody would accuse us of providing them with a platform and lumping us together. I've seen that happen where somebody has somebody on their podcast and they literally just either talk past each other or argue over you know, the minutiae of, of the word truth or something along those lines for, for an hour and a half or two hours and literally go nowhere. But that person provided this you know, monster with a platform and just goes to show that he's, he's one of them kind of a thing. You think he's talking about the Ezra Klein, Sam Harris podcast? Because I know he wasn't a fan. <laughs> of that podcast? Yeah. I didn't say I wasn't a fan. Yeah, yeah, um, that's two people talking past each other for was, two hours. That was two people. That's that, that a perfect example of two people talking past each other for two hours. I feel that Klein actually tried to engage. I thought Sam Harris was on his his high horse yeah, pretty much the yeah. whole time. And I tried to listen to it with an open mind. I which listened is to it several thing. times. Yeah. 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 Just try to... So when you say have an honest conversation, so... The greater group has meetups, get together, have a few beers, but have yeah. a deep dive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had mm-hmm. a deep dive on the on the alt-right, which was interesting. But I didn't feel like it was the right place to really have a deep dive or to have opposing opinions. Not that they weren't welcome, but they certainly, and maybe it's not the point to encourage them, but there were a lot of conversations afterwards. And I think the word that was used to describe it was kind of 
was tour guided. Yeah, it, one of the one of the bitches that the this, these dark web people have is you can't really okay, have was, those conversations. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with the, with the bitches, but yeah, <laughs> one, one of, of their, the complaints. One of their complaints. <laughs> one of the one of the common complaints one among of, the group. Well, you know what? But I, I am casting a little bit of shade on because they do they it does seem like they're bitching about it. Yeah, as opposed to actually wanting to wanting to they do it to to stoke their base mm. and get. Uh, go for our uh, Patreon and, right, right, you know, right. and YouTube the subscribers. The, they right, use right, it. Right, they right. use it to feed it. I don't think they really want right. a conversation. They just want to complain about it. That was an area where you want to have the conversation. Yeah, then you really don't want to. Yeah, because that whole conversation felt like every there was maybe what twenty twenty five people there. It's crowded. Everything that everybody said throughout the whole thing was parsed in a way to make sure that in the end, at the end of the night. If you were to put people on a scale, you were not the furthest person on the right. <laughs> right. <laughs> nobody, nobody said, you know, we'll just play a devil's advocate, you know. Right. That, that, <laughs> never, that, that never came up. To just keep the conversation moving forward, nobody was willing to go, well. Hang on a minute. Yeah, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let, let's just explore this little way. And I'm, I'm not saying out. I right. believe this, but let's right. just explore this. Everybody was By the way, yeah. that's, a, that's a bullshit couch right there. Yeah. You're saying, I'm not saying I believe this, but let's just have the conversation about the thing that I might believe in after we have the conversation. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. see what I believe in after right. that. Because if everybody's okay with it, then I believe it. Yeah. But I'm not going to go. <laughs> if, if, yeah. That's if, exactly. If everybody falls on this side of this topic, then that's I'm exactly, on that side of the topic. That's yeah. exactly the problem. But, okay, yep. but to preface this whole thing, though, that was our first dangerous deep dive. All right. All of our topics before that had been, you know, pretty non-controversial. Um, yeah. And we knew going into it that this conversation was going to be a little bit dicey. It, and... it felt like somebody could have stepped on a landmine and that conversation gone off the rails at any point. It felt like everybody was already standing on a landmine and everybody was afraid to take a step off. It, and, was, you know. it was, but it was, all, it was extremely polite. It didn't feel forced because the people who were leading it did a good job. They did a great job. It's not, yeah. a, it's not an easy room. First of no. all, it's not usually an easy crowd. No. It's not an easy room. It's like a long, you know, rectangle. Right. And right. it can break down into shouting matches or people talking over right. one another. Right, so they right. did a good job or of moderating Or separate conversations it. breaking Absolutely. out right. amongst yeah. the group. It was, for a meeting like that, there was a lot of amening. And that part didn't feel super real, you know. And it, the point of it would be, hopefully, to have those conversations and still be friends afterwards. Yeah, right, right, right. And not take it personally, but there was, it, I, it didn't, it, it never got near that. I think a lot of people went home that night thinking, I wish somebody would have brought up this and we could have discussed this aspect of it, but I sure as hell ain't going to be the one that throws that out there for consumption. And I think you that's know, part, part of the problem. Of the, the Jordan Petersons of the world that say they can't, but they ladle on, you know, radical left and Marxism and social justice warriors. Right, and, yeah, the name you know, calling. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, so. The half-hour interview with the British lady was interesting with him. I mean, you knew she read the book, and you knew that she was loaded for bear. When you're loaded for bear, that feeds them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He's ready for that. That's Mm -hmm. exactly... You know, that's exactly what they're looking for. Oh, yeah. He just yeah. saw his Patreon funders just go up. So him doubling down, he's not interested in probably 75% of the crap that he talks about. He's not looking for a solution. No. He's really, he doesn't really care about he's that. He's cashing in. He's 
totally clicks. cashing in. Yeah. You know, well, he flat that out is, said that it is on, good um, for business. He, went, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and he basically admitted that he has found a way to monetize, monetize the social mm-hmm. justice mm-hmm. warriors. Right. How you incite them, and they get all riled up and put all their videos out, and the people that are opposed to them just jump to his side and, and start sending him money. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. You know? and, and he refuses to debate certain people as well mm-hmm. because they know that's going to go against his money. Well, he does, and he doesn't have to debate anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, so, not a, he's not an elected official. So how yeah. is that a conversation? He's a tenured professor. To, you know, he's not going well, anywhere. But some of the things that they say have merit. It's almost like the free hit of crack that you get from the dealer, yeah. you know, to get you hooked. Oh, here, you know what? Here's a $2 thing of crack, and yeah. I'll, get you, I'll get you hooked. But... I'll see you tomorrow. I don't think you know. they're not they're not serious about that. <laughs> I'll see you later today. <laughs> they're not serious about that. And there are plenty of atheist types in that movement. Oh, right, right. You know, conservatives complained for decades that the media was liberal, the media was liberal, the media is liberal, and they still do, even though they've got this whole apparatus and it grows every year, but they still whine about the mainstream media because it's Good for business, and the rubes friggin' love it. It's funny how somebody who sits at home and keeps their TV tuned to Fox News with with the knob ripped off of it complains about the liberal media bias. (laughs) (laughs) And do you think any of those people care where our embassy is in Israel? What people? The Fox News people? Yeah, Fox made a huge deal out of it. They assigned all the glory to the president for doing it. I, I Do you think, think the one, somebody I think in West the Virginia cares? Actually, if they're an evangelical, if there are many, they yeah, if they're evangelical yes. Christians, I, I, I do. Yeah. But I think that anything that puts us one step closer to... Jesus's return. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I don't I don't know if the people themselves individually care, but they know their pastor cares because you know the pastor is the one that's feeding them all this shit. And to some extent, when they get together, it's like our deep dive is just the opposite. They got to make sure that they're not the person that's the furthest to the left in the room. Yeah. Yeah. So the close. Well, real quick before the close, any recommendations? I do. I have a recommendation for for friggin' Jeff. For Jeff. He's never seen Galaxy Quest. Oh, that's true. Never seen it. There's a lot I haven't seen in life, but this is really top on your list for me to see. It's top on my, are you freaking kidding me that you haven't seen Galaxy Quest? Mm -hmm. How many? So I would call that, I would call that a. I just finally got through Star Trek, the original series. Chatner, Nimoy? Yeah. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, then you should watch Galaxy Quest God, now. I think right I've next. seen every okay. one of those like 10 times before I was like 12 just because well, they came on all I probably saw them originally, time. but I forgot. Yeah. You know. uh, so, you, so, you, uh, so, so you actually took the time to sit back and, and go through them. the, what was it, th- how many seasons? Three seasons? Three and a half? Uh, I think th- it wasn't only much. about three. Yeah, about three about seasons. Three. Yeah. yeah. Didn't take long. Okay, so no. Galaxy what? Galaxy Quest. Quest. On Netflix? It's a movie. You just have to find it. It's like oh, a feature geez. film. You know, one that you would go to. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one and done. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hour God. and a half and you're yeah, done. So I don't have to. You, you don't even know it's a movie. You, you, you There's not really a big commitment. A I'm out of the loop. All right. Do you have any re- shout outs or requests? Shut the hell up, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, somewhere out in Podland, there was an amen. Absolutely. Somebody amen. Yeah. Send us a line. Uh, drop us an email at the uh, godlessheathens at uh, yahoo.com. Like I said earlier, 
First email we get, you're getting something. Prize. We will send you a prize. We will not divulge what that prize is. Might <laughs> Once it's sent, we will announce it on the show. But uh, we, will, we will send you something. Be the first. Be the first. Be brave. Get something free. <laughs> Twitter. Uh, well, actually, I should throw out the, uh, the email. It's uh, godlessheathens at yahoo.com. Drops the line. And uh, you can look us up on Twitter. It's Godless, uh, at Godless Podcast. Also, we have a, uh, a Facebook discussion group. It's a closed group. You have to do a search for us. You can see who's a member of the group. You can't look at any of the, the posts until you've been approved as a member. But just shoot us a, uh, a request to, to join, and we'll get that approved for you. And, of course, listen to us on Podbean, YouTube, Godless Heathens Podcast Channel, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and that hippie third-rate service that only me and Jeff use, Overcast. <laughs> Yay, Overcast. Because we use Overcast because the Apple Podcast app should be thrown into the center of the sun because it sucks so hard. Jeff? But regardless, like us on iTunes because that really gets us up Because we need in, Apple's yeah. approval. If, well, even, even if you don't. Uh, that bumps us elsewhere. Download so, from so iTunes. Rate well, us on rate there. Us. Right. Yep. Review us. Be honest, because we're honest with you, pretty much, for the most part. And there's still our open invitation to Jesus. We'd love to have you come down and visit us before you go to Jerusalem and do whatever shit you're going to do there. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. You know, come here first and then go there. We, we are not an interview podcast, but we will make an exception. Oh, absolutely. We, <laughs> for, we, only for you. We don't, we don't think you existed, but, yeah. you know, prove us prove otherwise. Us right. Prove us wrong. So and until then, we'll see you next time. Bye. All right. Take care, everybody. Someone at the party and 